0: Well, God bless you tonight. Amen. Um, Wednesday night. Bible study as we fully embrace the fall. Amen. It's now dark. Amen. Um, That's the one thing about summer. Um, Summer fades away. Um, Literally. Right when we see the extended daylight that we enjoyed for so much of the summer it becomes something that noticeably fades as we get into mid to late August, and then certainly into September, um, it fades away. And we're into fall now, and so we understand that that's part of the drill, but it's part of, especially here in the Northeast, it's part of getting used to, um, as you know, the seasons have changed. Um, But that's a good thing, amen, to know that when your season has changed. Um, Some of us need to know when our season has changed, when it's time to move on to other things. Um, And sometimes you have to move on from things that are enjoyable. Same time, you know, in years past, in particular, summertime is a very enjoyable time of the year. This year, a lot of things are out the window. But... um, even when things are enjoyable there comes a time where the season needs to change and you need to move on to something else and um just as it would be foolish to continue to act as if it's summer as we turn into fall and winter it's likewise foolish to try to continue to operate in the season that you're no longer in in your life so it's just something for us to keep in mind that we need to be mindful of our seasons, amen, where we find ourselves at any particular time um, in God, because God has uh, seasons for all of his people, times when we're flowing, times when we're not, times when we're maintaining, times when we're struggling to hold on. Um, and so whatever your season is, um, just be mindful of it and operate in it and don't worry about anything else. So we praise God for a Bible study here as we enter, uh, and continue into October. Um, and as far as Bible study, amen, we're going to be back again in first Thessalonians chapter five. Um, we've been here for quite a while talking about how God wants us to live. We've been looking at, um, majority of the scriptures and we're coming to the end of what we want to look at and what the Lord wants us to look at in this section. And I pray it's been a help and a blessing. To you um, in various ways, um, as we have looked at what in many ways is just practical ways of living. Um, we praise God for the church, we praise God for high services and all those types of things, but you know, we don't live on the mountain, we don't live on the high times, we live in the everyday, mundane things of life, and we have to master the ordinary if we believe we stand a chance to enjoy the extraordinary. If we can't master the ordinary, the ordinary days of the week, the ordinary months of the year, you know, not those special times. We have to master the ordinary. And if we master the ordinary, we set ourselves up to enjoy the extraordinary. Um, And so this is what this is about. It's helping us to deal with some of the basic, ordinary things of life. Because that is where most of life is lived. Mm -hmm. And so we want to be looking at that and continue to look at that on on tonight. We praise God for it. So we're in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And we're going to look at verses 12 and 13 tonight. And it says, And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. And to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. And be at peace among yourselves. Amen. Amen. So that's First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 12 and 13. Let's pray together. Father, we bless your name and we thank you for this day. We thank you, God, for bringing us to this point. Yes. Father, your scriptures declare that it is of your mercies that we are not consumed. And so, Father, we thank you allowing us not to be consumed by the hand of the enemy and father now that we're here we pray that you will speak uh, unto us that father god that you will enlighten our eyes of understanding that you will bless us with a listening ear and a receptive heart and father also with feet that are quick to walk in your ways and hands that are ready to do the work And Father, we give you praise and thanks right now for the deposits that shall be made in us and for transforming us as we continue to renew our mind on the Word of God. Father, I pray that you will use me for your glory. I humble myself under your hand. May you be exalted in the eyes of the people. And Father, we thank you for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so 1 Thessalonians 5, 12 and 13. We're talking tonight. Amen. Again, continuing on how God wants us to live. And in verse number 12, it says that uh, we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. Now, many times this scripture is, is referred to in its literal sense, right? that you are to know them which labor among you and there's been times i've heard um, some use this scripture and you probably have as well to you know if there's someone who's coming around you and you're not really familiar with them and they're asking you to do a certain thing with them or not you know you say hey you need to know those who labor among you you know so we use that as a way of like i really don't know him or her or i got to know him or her before i'm going to take that next step because the bible says know them that labor among you and literally it does say that right it does say um know them which labor among you and there's some wisdom in that amen you know to not uh get into a relationship or um, some kind of endeavor with someone unwittingly, right? you not you don't really know them or their motives or their background, their trustworthiness and things like that. that That's certainly something that you know there's some wisdom to that. But here where it says to know them, which labor among you, you know that that word know really is better translated to recognize, right. Um, To recognize those who are among you, to acknowledge those who are among you, um, to appreciate and to honor those who are among you. And and not just those who are among you, but those which labor among you, right? right? And when it's talking about those who labor among you, it's talking about those who are your leaders, in the Lord's work in ministry, right? It says, those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. So here it's talking about your spiritual leaders, your spiritual teachers, your spiritual ministers, that you are to know them, meaning that you are to recognize them, that you are to honor them, that you are to um, appreciate them uh, and acknowledge them. For what they are contributing to your life Um, That you should do that with your pastor that you should do that with your first lady that you should do that with the bishop that you should do that with The Sunday school teacher and in those um, who are in positions of authority Who are teaching who are taking time to labor in the Word of God and to break forth the bread of life? Um, that you should uh recognize them and appreciate them verse 13 says and you also should esteem them esteem them that means to and, and it says here um, esteem them very highly mm-hmm. i mean hold them in high regard give them respect uh, esteem them very highly in love why for their works sake Because they are laboring in the word, they are laboring in the Lord in order to bring to you the word of God. In order to discern the will of God for you and for the congregation, for the church members and whomever. And that takes sacrifice, that takes time. And because of that sacrifice and because of that labor, which is a labor of love, what Paul is saying here to the church, and he's saying to us, uh, what the Lord is saying to us, is that we should esteem, and recognize, and respect, and appreciate, and honor, right, those who are sharing with us the Word of God, those who are taking time to delve into the Word. Um, who are turning off the television, who are staying up late, who are getting up early, who are on their face, right, in order to receive a word from the Lord. You know, um, in the church, uh, in some churches, right, uh, you know, they would, when they're about to bring on the minister, they'll, you know, someone will say, is there a word from the Lord, right? And the church gets this, you know, this, this like hushed reverence over it. Like yes, there is a word from the Lord, and there, are, you know, God is always speaking. Amen. Um, but uh, if there's a word from the Lord, um, you, know, uh, you know, God is going to use His prophets. He's going to use His ministers yeah. in order to get that word to the people. And so, therefore. The ministers are, are playing a very valuable role between God and the congregation if, in fact, there is a word from the Lord. And so it just lets us know that we need to to highly value them. Now, you know, this actually this this idea conceptually goes back to the Old Testament. I just want to look at a couple of scriptures to kind of sort of set the groundwork. And then we'll come back to the New Testament and look at some additional ones. Um, But let's go to New uh, Old Testament. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 12 And we're going to look at uh, Like I said, we'll look at a few scriptures in, in the Old Testament on this idea of honoring and recognizing and acknowledging esteeming respecting God's ministers. Amen. Um, Now, let's look at, I I love this scripture because it kind of sets the tone for us tonight on this point. Deuteronomy chapter 12. I don't know if I said that. Deuteronomy chapter 12, uh, verse 19. It says, Take heed to thyself that thou forsake not the Levite as long as thou livest upon the earth. Now, the Levite, amen, um, were the descendants of Levi Amen. Mm-hmm. and they were the ones who served the Lord in the temple, right um, You, if you were going to be a priest, if you were going to be a temple um, servant or minister, you had to be from the tribe of Levi, I should say if you were going to serve in the temple, you had to be from the tribe of Levi, and even a priest, but more specifically if you are going to be the priest, you had to be from the, the lineage of Aaron um, uh, who was a Levite But, um, you know, the the, the Levites, that's where the temple ministers, right, were, you know, they came from that tribe. And this is why, you know, when it talks about, um, who is the one, babe, um, who led Israel to sin?
1: Jeroboam. Jeroboam.
0: Jeroboam, the one who led Israel to sin. One of the things that Jeroboam did was that he allowed any old body to become a priest. and 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 to serve Mm -hmm. in the temple if you remember jeroboam he uh went went, when the after solomon died and rehoboam made the mistake of being very harsh to the people uh the nation split and you know jeroboam took ten of the tribes up north and 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 they followed him and judah and benjamin um followed um stayed with Rehoboam um, in, in Judah, but that's where the, in Jerusalem, was where it was the center of worship. And Jeroboam was afraid that if the people, even though they had split off from, you know, the southern kingdom, if they were to continue to go down to Jerusalem to worship, he thought that that would compromise his position as the leader of those in the northern Uh kingdom and so he established religious worship places in Bethel and in Dan and you know among other things he allowed anyone who wanted to be a priest who wanted to serve In the so-called priesthood and to minister to god's people they could come from any tribe whatsoever Uh And that was one of the reasons one, but it was one of the many reasons how jeroboam led the people of israel to sin because levites Were the ones and the only ones who were to serve in the temple Um in other words, they were god's ministers and so look at what this says it says take heed to thyself That that thou forsake not the Levite, and watch this, as long as you live on earth. So this is not a temporary thing. God's idea of his people taking care of his ministers is something that he views as a lifelong obligation and commitment. Amen to that. Amen. He views it as a lifelong obligation and commitment. Take care of my ministers. Amen? Um, That's what he says here in Deuteronomy chapter 12. Now, let's turn a little bit ahead and go to Deuteronomy 14. Deuteronomy 14 and verse number 27. Talking about the Levites again. And it says, And the Levite that is within thy gates, thou shalt not forsake him, for he hath no part nor inheritance with thee. Mm -hmm. So God said, you have to take care of him. Right? And even goes on to say that part of the tithes had to be given and shared with the Levites. Mm -hmm. Right? Why? Because they were forbidden from doing normal work. Their work. Was to serve the Lord. Their work was to serve in the temple and to serve in, in, in the tabernacle and to serve the people in the Lord. That's what they were to do. They were not to work. And so that's why God said to the people, you have to take care of them. You have to take care of their needs. Um, you have to make sure they're compensated, right? Why? Because all they're doing, And all they're required to do is to serve me, said the Lord. But you, he said to the rest of the people, you now have to take care of them. And it says here that he hath no part nor inheritance with thee. And the scriptures make clear in Numbers 35 that when all of the other tribes came into the promised land and were given their allotment as their inheritance, every tribe was given certain part of the land in Canaan. That was their inheritance. Mm-hmm. The Levites weren't given any land as an inheritance. They had to rely on the generosity of the other tribes to give them what God called suburbs. Give them suburbs. Give them cities to live in because they have no inheritance. Mm-hmm. The Levites didn't get anything. But where did, for, you know, in, in terms of the uh, inheritance? But what they did receive came from the people. So you can see this theme running over and over again, where God is looking to the people of God to take care of the ministers of God. Mm -hmm. Now, let's just stop right here because you say, well, you're saying that as you're teaching us (laughs) Bible study. (laughs) Well, let me say this. Brother's not looking for anything. Amen. Amen. I'm not looking for anything. Uh, Just trying to teach, (laughs) amen, the the word of God. And this is what it says. And this is an important thing. Um, And it's clear. We just saw it, right? Take care of the Levites as long as you're upon the earth. Don't forsake them. And we see here, right, uh, you have to not forsake the Levites. He has no inheritance with thee. He doesn't, God says, he needs to minister unto me. And I'm looking to the people to take care of the needs Mm -hmm. of the Levites. Now let's look at one more place, uh, again in Deuteronomy, and it's uh, Deuteronomy 18, verse 1. It says, the priests, the Levites, and all the tribe of Levi shall have no part nor inheritance with Israel. So we see that again, right? Mm -hmm. Watch this. They shall eat the offerings of the Lord made by fire. And his inheritance. Therefore they shall have no inheritance. Among their brethren. The Lord is their inheritance. As he has said unto them. So, so God said listen. They're not getting any inheritance of the land. I'm their inheritance. Uh-huh. What they get is me. Right. <laughs> That's what they get. They they serve me in the temple. Or here in the tabernacle. They serve me. Um, they They commune with me and they share with the people that which i command their inheritance is me they're not getting any inheritance of plan but to the extent but they need a place to live but you take care of them mm-hmm. right and you give them of your inheritance and you share with them and don't forsake them and take care of them for as long as you're on the earth <laughs> amen verse number three and this shall be the priests due from the people from them that offer a sacrifice, whether it be an ox or sheep, and they shall give unto the priest the shoulder and the two cheeks and the maw, which is the stomach. The first fruits also of thy corn, of thy wine, and of thine oil, and the first of the fleece of thy sheep shalt thou give him, why? For the Lord thy God has chosen him out of all thy tribes to stand to minister in the name of the Lord, him and his sons uh-huh. forever. So you see what God is saying? So not only do you have to give them cities and suburbs to live in, not only are you not supposed to forsake them as long as you're on the earth. And not only are you to give them part of the tithe so that they can have some measure of compensation, you're also supposed to feed them. Amen? Uh-huh. Supposed to feed them. Give them the shoulder and the cheeks and the, and the stomach of, 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 you know, your ox or your sheep. You give them the first fruits of your grain and of your wine and your oil and of your sheep. So you feed them. So you can see the physical needs of the Levites, of God's ministers, were to be were to be taken care of by the people. Mm-hmm. That was how God established it from the beginning. All right, so now we turn back to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And now we see the context then where what Paul is saying is simply more of the same, right? And he says, you know, um, those who, you know, know those who labor among you. But then again, we talk about honor and respect and appreciate and acknowledge those who labor among you and who are over you in the Lord. And esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake because they're working. They're working as ministers of God for your behalf and for your benefit. Amen. Um, so uh, let's, let's turn now to a couple of New Testament scriptures. Amen. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 13. And we see this. and Because I think this is an important piece. Because, you know, um, there are many. And, and, and they won't say it. They won't ever say it. But there are many ministers of the gospel who um are underappreciated and it's something that that um causes pain let mm-hmm. I me mean, put, put it plain right um because um you know they it, it's because it's not a uh it's the reason why they call it a calling <laughs> you know mm-hmm. um, that you are called to minister you know, there are some who aspire to minister, and those uh, quickly peter out when the going gets tough, mm-hmm. and it does get tough, and it gets lonely. Um, it's 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 a life of isolation many times. Um, it's a life where you know you're called upon to have answers. You're called upon to give advice and to give guidance and many times you find that you don't have many places to go for the very same thing that you're asked to dispense and you say well you have God yes that's true um but you know uh you know Moses had God too but Moses could tell you when he had he there for 40 days or 40 nights or he's you know he's laboring and then he comes back and then the people are rebelling you know it caused Moses to have a lot of frustration and in fact his frustration got so much the best of him That it kept him from getting into the promised land. Um, It's it's not an an easy walk. Um, And so it's a good thing. And it's a helpful thing. Ultimately for you and for me, whoever is ministering to me and whoever is ministering to you, to acknowledge those who are doing it. Because as long as they can remain encouraged and built up and strengthened, they are now better positioned to do a very difficult Job and to and to fulfill a very difficult calling that much more that much better and to the extent they can do that Then that's beneficial for you, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So let's look at um, uh, Hebrews chapter 13. Let's look at verse number seven There it says remember them which have the rule over you who have spoken unto you the word of God whose faith follow considering the end of their conversation or their conduct, amen um, but it says remember remember your leaders amen remember those who have authority over you It's a mm-hmm. nice thing. It, it doesn't say much, but it says remember them mm-hmm. Right, it's good to be remembered amen, <laughs> amen? It, It's a it's a bad thing to be forgotten about right, but it's good to be remembered. Amen It's not asking much, but it just says remember those who um, Have rule over you um, But it goes on let's go to verse 17 because here it says, um, in, in, in he, Hebrews thirteen seventeen, 17, um, Obey them that have rule over you, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, as they that must, must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. See, this is very important. And this is, you know, this is where it comes where I believe it's very helpful to have a cooperative relationship and spirit with your leader right if your leader is laboring in the lord your 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 pastor your first lady um, you know uh, your bishop the you know the all the other leaders and the deacons right they're the, the deaconesses, they're laboring before the lord um, it's, it's good to have a a, a cooperative relationship Spirit with them, not give them a hard time, mm-hmm. right? Um, as it says here, right? You know, it says submit to them, for they watch for your souls. Mm-hmm. They're spending time praying for you and your family. Um, they, they, they're, they're looking out and they're watchful of what's going on they watch as people come into the service not to be nosy but to discern to see if anything seems to be out of place to make sure everything's okay they they look for expressions and things again not to try to pry mm-hmm. but to be aware to address issues that may need addressing right and this is something that's a constant it's a constant care it's a constant wanting to know and make sure that you're okay Mm -hmm. right and it says uh why because they got to give account because that is what god is looking for for his from his under shepherds god is the great shepherd of the sheep and those who are serving as ministers are the under shepherds right and they have to answer to the Great Shepherd, right? Mm-hmm. And God is looking for shepherds who are going to care for the flock, right? That's one of the um, uh, uh, criticisms. I think it's in the Book of Ezekiel where God was talking about the shepherds, right? Mm-hmm. He was looking for pastors. He was looking for shepherds, and and he couldn't find those who had the right spirit, right, to be the shepherd. And so this is very important. And God says they have to give account. And so Don't give them grief, because this is already a very, it's a challenging occupation, for lack of a better word, um, to whom, you know, God calls some. He doesn't call all. And it says, you know, this is a hard job, but you know what? Be cooperative with them, recognize them, honor them, esteem them, that they may do what? That they may carry out this hard job with joy, Uh right? And not with grief. (laughs) Moses was brought to the point of grief. (laughs) That's why he called them these stiff-necked people. He got to the point where, and this is really when he got in trouble, When in the second time when he had to bring water from the rock. First time, God said, hit the rock with your staff, and he hit it, and water came gushing forth. But the next time, the people had grieved him so much, he started calling him, he said, okay, you rebels, you want water? Okay. Now he was calling them rebels. He was calling them out their name, right? And this time, God told him to speak to the rock, and the water would come forth. But he was so upset with them that he hit the rock again. But this time, God didn't tell him to hit the rock. Water came forth, but God said, you didn't esteem me in the eyes of the people. You didn't hallow me in the eyes of the people. So you're not going into the promised land um you don't want to grieve your minister (laughs) amen let you know you don't want let them let her let him um carry out this 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 incredibly important job with joy and not with grief because if it's done with grief the word says that's unprofitable for you Mm -hmm. now i I will i will tell you a corollary to this um you know years ago um, when we were in virginia uh, no, in fact, we were here in New Jersey, um, but even in Virginia. I remember uh, Pastor Lane, uh, we used to cut the lawn. You remember we cut uh-huh. that big old lawn that was in front of the church? Yeah. Um, and we used to cut the lawn on Saturday mornings. And man, it's like there was no trees, no shade. And so cutting that lawn in the summertime was no joke. <laughs> um but I remember at one point the Lord just leaned on my heart and I told Pastor Lane I said Pastor Lane and he had two sons right Corey and Justin and so we were out there uh-huh. the four of us um and then, I mean because there was a lot of grass to cut and uh it 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 you know I remember one it just you know at one point it it came into my spirit and I said to Pastor Lane I said Pastor Lane I said I'll take care of the lawn." <laughs> You know, and and it was a lot of work for the four of us, and you know, it's one of those things where it's like it comes out of your mouth before you, <laughs> you know what I mean, and you know you what words you're saying, but you're wondering, wait a minute, where's this coming from, type of thing, but it was it was nothing but the Lord that was leading me there, and I and I said to Pastor Lane, I said, I said, I said, I'll take care of the Lord. And, 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 and the reason why was, and he didn't want to. And he, no, because he knew it was a little bit long. And, and, but I said, no, I'll take care of the lawn. And I said, because you need to rest. We were doing this on Saturday. And we had church Sunday morning. And I told him, I said, I'd rather you be rested when you come in here on Sunday morning uh-huh. to preach the word to us. Than for you to be tired, have aching back, aching muscles, or whatever, and trying to overcome that, and preach the word to us. You understand? Mm-hmm. And so that that's the kind of thing. I think part of our approach to the man and, and the man and woman of God is to make their life easier because it's already hard. Right. It's already hard. And so whether you can do that physically, whether you can do that you know, spiritually or emotionally by encouraging them, by cooperating with them, by not giving them a hard time, by taking certain tasks off their hands. Um, You need to do that, you know, uh, or consider doing that because it will be a blessing to them, but it will be an even bigger blessing to you and Mm -hmm. to the people because Mm -hmm. now you will have a refreshed, strengthened, encouraged, appreciated servant of god Mm -hmm. who now is able to minister to you like never before amen and praise god for those of you who already do that because i know there are some of you who do that already right that you will do errands for your first lady you'll do errands for your pastor you you will cut his lawn i know minister uh, minga would go by to pastor hackett's house and cut his lawn right and you know you you know things like that like even when we're cutting the lawn Uh, lawnmowers weren't at the church. You had to pack up a lawnmower. Like when we did, I had a mini, we had a minivan. I mean, this wasn't like a pickup truck and you just rolled up. It's like you're lifting up a lawnmower, putting in a minivan and right. So does that take sacrifice? Yeah. But listen, those are the types of things that God looks down on from heaven and he smiles down upon it and releases a grace in your life. Because of what you're doing You're doing a great work So for those of you who are doing these types of things yeah. Keep on doing them Amen Keep on doing them Alright let's look at a couple more scriptures before we leave 1st um, Timothy Chapter 5 1st Timothy chapter 5 And let's look at verse number 17 It says Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor especially they who labor in the word and doctrine for the scripture saith thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn and the laborer is worthy of his reward amen amen and so we see here it says that let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor now double honor uh, in, in the Amplified Version, it says, Consider doubly worthy of honor and of adequate financial support. Oh. Amen. Um, the New Living Translation uh, says, Double honor is being respected and paid well. Oh. So there's a financial component to this. Now, I know, again, you know, the devil has made money into an evil, even for the people of God. Yeah. And yeah. money is not evil, right? The, the Bible doesn't say that, right? It says the love of money. Mm-hmm. Money is neutral. Money is neither evil nor good. It's it's how we view it and it's how we use it that gives it a characteristic, right? And God says that the love of money is the root of all evil. Mm -hmm. Um, And so here, we shouldn't run away from the fact that this is a conversation that does include financially taking care of the minister. right? Um, Now, have have there been some ministers who have abused um, this idea when it comes to finances and have there been ministers who have built their congregation and have done all kinds of things that are not Mm -hmm. in keeping with God and with the will of God, of course, no one's going to claim otherwise. Um, and those ministers will have their reward. Amen. Uh, that's not what God wants. God is not looking for the ministers to take advantage of the people, uh-huh. right, and to use this the their office as the minister um, for financial advancement, right? But we're not, we don't have to get into that. We can just acknowledge that that's not what God wants. But right. God does want, though, is that for the minister to be taken care of. And again, this goes back to what we saw foundationally in Deuteronomy, right? Take care of them mm-hmm. for as long as they're on the earth. Don't forsake them, take care of them, right? Uh, part of the tithe goes to them, part of the food goes to them, where they're going to live, all of that was going to be taken care by who? by the people right mm-hmm. that's the foundation and it's not that they live a life of rightly and a life of ease but that they'd be taken care of so that they can carry out the ministry amen mm-hmm. and so we see here that that's part still here in the new testament is still talking about the financial part of it the tangible part of it it's not just simply i'm praying for you pastor <laughs> right but, you know, that the pastor is able to take care of his family um, or her family. Amen. Um, so it says here, right, that obey them. Um, the, let the elders who rule well be counted of double honor, especially those who labor in the Lord and doctrine. Um, and not obey them, but obey this word. Um, uh, and, you know, and take care of them. Okay. And in verse 18, it says, for the scripture say, thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the coin. What does that mean? That means if the ox, you know, if you you have an ox and you need to plow your field or you need to harvest your field and the ox is helping you do that, don't put a muzzle on the ox and keep the ox from eating while he's, you know, right? The ox who's treading out the corn, Mm -hmm. who's helping to plow the field, deserves to eat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay? The ox deserves to eat. And so... Similarly, it's saying here that the man of God, the woman of God, who is, 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 is laboring in the Lord and in the word, deserves to eat. Yes, <laughs> Deserves to be able to take care and have their physical needs met. And that's what this is about. And, that, and, that, and that's what it's talking about here. Um, you know, when Jesus sent out the 70, uh, he told them. He said, "You know, you you know, you go from house to house." He said, "But well, you go to a house, and if you're welcome in that house, you stay in that house." And he said, "Whatever they give you to eat and to drink, he said, you eat it and you drink it." He <laughs> said, "Because he said he said the, that the labor is worthy of his hire." He said, "Those who work deserve their pay." Yep. Right. And working doesn't simply mean a nine to five. Those who are ministering in the Word of God are workers. Right. They're workmen. Uh, and they are workers, and they are laborers in the Lord, and they deserve their pay. Amen. And so we see that here. And, and this is something that, that we should make sure we do. And how we do that, there's so many ways, right? The church can do that, mm-hmm. right? Just by through their bylaws or through an establishment of a salary or through, um, you know, whatever kind of offering you want to call it or what have you. But we can do that individually as well. I mean, you can sow into the man of God's life. You can sow into the woman of God's life, um, you know, as the Lord leads you, right? Mm -hmm. You could write, you know, a check. You could put some money in the hand or whatever. um, And just to make sure that you're helping to take care of the needs according to the will of God. He wants to see his servants provided Mm -hmm. for Now, uh, let's look at Galatians chapter 6. We're going to look at two more places, and then we'll go down from here. But in Galatians chapter 6, it says, Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teaches in all good things. Now, that's the King James Version, and it doesn't really say much, right? Uh, Six and six, yeah. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him. It's like communicate what? It doesn't really mean communicate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Him. It really means share, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Um, The New Living Translation says that those who are taught in the word of God should provide for their teachers, sharing all good things to them, shall provide for them sharing all good things with them. Um, the Amplified Version says, let him who receives instruction in the Word of God share all good things with his teacher, contributing to his support. Uh-huh. So again, it comes back to, if you're receiving teaching from your minister, then part of your acknowledgement, part of your knowing, part of your um, Honoring and recognizing of him or her is to look after their support, Mm -hmm. right, Um, in one way or another. Spiritually, yes, don't give them a hard time. Pray for them. Tangibly, by taking some chores and things off their hands so that they can get rest and be able to minister that more effectively. And also financially, that they have their tangible needs met. Um. Uh. As they look to continue to minister the word of God, uh, and that's what it says here, Amen. That you know, if if you're if you're taught in the word, then make sure that the one who is teaching you is taken care of, mm-hmm. Amen. And again, the short-sighted the short-sighted view is, well, why should I do that? Because in the end, it benefits you, as we were saying before, right? In the end, it's a benefit to you. To have a man or woman of God who is constantly refreshed, spirit, soul, and body, and is not concerned about some of these other um, things that go on in life. And because of that, they're able to put more time into delving into this word, seeking the will of God, which is what you and I need for our lives. Amen. So lastly, let's go to 1st Corinthians chapter 9. Chapter 9? Yes, chapter 9. 1st Corinthians chapter 9. And again, I think it's a shame. I, I, I do think it's a shame that, you know, because of some abuses over the years by too many, right, that this is a sore point for many people in the uh-huh. body of Christ, and, and, and that's that's a shame yeah. because many people are missing out on their blessing because other, you know, people have misappropriated the, this word and used it and twisted it and used it to for personal gain and benefit in a way that's contrary to the will of God. But it is the will of God for the people to take care of ministers of God, but not to the point that some have taken it. Mm-hmm. And that has really, um, you know, altered the thinking and, and really soured a lot of people on this whole idea of financially supporting their minister and, and looking after their needs. Um, and that's too bad. But my, my prayer is that you don't allow that to infect your heart yeah and if you have a faithful glory to God, if you have a faithful man or woman of God that you don't allow what has happened with some who weren't worthy of their calling and misappropriated these scriptures uh, for their own benefit, don't allow that to not to keep you from from appreciating your minister and taking care of your minister the way you really want to out of your heart and the way God wants you to. Because if that were to happen, then you allow those who misuse the word of God to not only stand as a bad example, but also to ultimately strip you of your blessing that will come from obeying God and taking care of your man and woman of God, according to his will. Don't let that happen. Amen. Don't, don't let you know don't let that rob you and strip you of the blessing that is rightfully yours as you take care of your man and woman of God amen Amen. alright so we're in 1st Corinthians chapter 9 we're going to close out here um, I'm going to read from the New Living Translation I think it's a little bit clearer given the time that we have so let, let's just read it from there it says um I'm going to look at 1st Corinthians 9 verse number 4 Paul says have we not power to eat and to drink (laughs) have we not power to lead about a sister a wife as well as other apostles and brethren of the Lord Uh, and Cephas and and that's in the King James version but I'm gonna go down to verse 7 and read from the New Living Translation and it says what soldier has to pay his own expenses What farmer plants a vineyard and doesn't have the right to eat some of its fruit? What shepherd cares for a flock of sheep and isn't allowed to drink some of the milk? Am I expressing merely a human opinion or does the law say the same thing? For the law of Moses says you must not muzzle an ox to keep it from eating as he treads out the grain. Was God thinking only about oxen when he said this? Wasn't he actually speaking to us? Yes, it was written for us so that the one who plows and the one who threshes the grain might both expect a share of the harvest. Uh Since we have planted spiritual seed among you, aren't we entitled to a harvest of physical food and drink? If you support others who preach to you, shouldn't we have an even greater right to be supported Mm. amen amen and so you see paul and he refers to that same scripture that actually comes from uh deuteronomy uh, about not muzzling the ox that treads out the corn um and he says was that just written about animals (laughs) he says no it was written for our benefit too and he's clearly saying that you know this is not uncommon right he says a soldier doesn't pay his own expenses a farmer you know uh you know plants a vineyard he's going to eat of that vineyard and Mm -hmm. and if you're taking care of a flock of sheep as a shepherd you're going to drink some of the milk produced by the sheep Mm -hmm. in other words you know you're gonna you're going to benefit from those whom you're benefiting right or from your occupation and what you're planting. and so here it's the same thing if you are laboring in the lord on behalf of the Lord's people. Then you should benefit from that labor. That's that's all it's saying. And it's in keeping with. The will of God for us. Amen. Yeah. And so I just want to turn back. Um, to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And just read these verses of scripture again. And, and just to emphasize. That this is God's will for us. This is how God wants us to live. He wants us to as it says. To know them which labor among us those who are laboring in the Word of God for us, the preachers and the teachers, um, to know them, to recognize them, to honor them, to appreciate them, to Mm -hmm. respect them, um, to care for them, to care for their needs. Um, uh, But, you know, to know them which labor among you and are over you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's Mm -hmm. sake. Amen. Mm -hmm. And so for those of you who have been blessed by a faithful servant of the lord and i believe that if you know if you're listening tonight um you have been then consider doing something for your man and woman of god amen just even if it's a text message to say i appreciate what you're doing um because i will tell you this that many times you know, preachers and and and, and ministers uh, often are perceived to be the most confident people in the church, but in in many respects they're not. They're the most um, I don't want to say unsure, but there is this element of you just want to do the will of God. And, you know, when you preach and you teach, you're, you or you have this constant hope that you didn't miss it and you didn't allow yourself to get in the way of what God wanted to do and say. And because we live in a world that is many times based on reactions check Facebook and Instagram, uh-huh. right? It's based on reactions. Um, that the lack of any kind of interplay and response and reaction, and I don't mean like, you know, what they say what when someone is preaching, you know, say it, and, you know, preach, preacher. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about meaningful, substantive feedback. Uh-huh. Um, just leads you to being in a place of, I did the will of the lord and you're praying that his will was done and that people have been blessed and many times that's all you got and so if someone is it will come up to you and say woman of god man of God," i just want you to know that thing that you shared such and such a time was really a blessing i'm like i'm telling you that goes a long way to encouraging yes. and strengthening your man and woman of god and now inspires them even the more to labor that much more uh, diligently to continue to carry out the Lord's will and to minister his love to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So I want to encourage you um, to let your man and woman of God know it will, it will be a blessing to them. Amen. It will be a blessing to them. Amen. Amen let's pray tonight um father we thank you and yes, we bless father. you for your word we thank you god for what you have shared with us tonight yes father. And father we're praying for the shepherds of the sheep glory to god in heaven we're praying for the pastors we're praying for the first ladies we're praying for the bishops oh god yes, and the overseers oh god we're praying for the deacons and the deaconesses and the missionaries oh god we're praying oh god for the teachers father those who are the leaders in the body father we're praying for their well-being we're praying for their health and for their strength we're praying oh god for their families oh god and for their tangible needs to be met we're praying oh god for them to see the goodness of the lord in the land of the living and father we're praying for their encouragement tonight we're praying that oh god that they will be encouraged oh god by those who they minister the word unto, O oh God, that, Father God, that they will receive a word of appreciation, a word of thanks, yes, a word of good. acknowledgement, O oh God, that will strengthen them in their soul and encourage them in their walk with you. And, Father God, we're praying that all their needs will be met according to your riches glory, and glory. in fact, that you will do exceedingly abundantly for yes, them finally. above all that they ask or think. And, Father God, that you will answer the prayers of their faithful people who are praying for them and looking out for them as they come before you, uh, before the throne of grace. And, Father, we just thank you for all the faithful men and women of God. And we thank you, God, for those members of the body who have been faithfully caring for their needs, carrying out your will, O God, as you have shown us on tonight and so father we just thank you for it all and we give you praise in the name of jesus now god we just lift up our hands in the sanctuary oh god we are the sanctuary yes glory of god we lift up our hands in the sanctuary and we bless the lord bless the lord oh my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name bless the lord oh my soul and forget not all his benefits yes father god we forget not tonight and we give you all the praise and all the glory in jesus in jesus name amen 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 well god bless you tonight amen and continue to walk with god and um let him be god in your life Amen. amen we'll see you next time